Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the 2021-2022 Rodin's Fellows Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Sweezy, a senior multimedia journalism major at Morgan State University. Today, I am also joined by the rest of the Rodin Fellows to kick off our first episode. I will let them introduce themselves, and we're going to start off with Alexis Davis. Hi, everyone. My name is Alexis Davis. I'm originally from Bowie, Maryland, and right now I am a multi-journalism student at North Carolina A&T State University. Next up, we're going to have Sarah Jones-Smith. Hello, everybody. My name is Sarah Jones-Smith. I'm a senior broadcast journalism major at Howard University. Next is Calvin Sykes. Hello, everyone. My name is Calvin Sykes. Um, I am a two-time alum of of Florida A&M University. I graduated um, in 2020 with a broadcast journalism um, degree, and now I am currently studying sports management here. Next is Keon Cage. Hello, hello. My name is Keon Cage. I'm a strategic communication major with a minor in leadership studies from the great Hampton University. Last but not least, we have Kiana Robinson. Hi, everyone. My name is Kiana Robinson. I'm a senior journalism major, cinema studies minor from the Bronx, New York, and I attend Hampton University. Thank you, everyone. We are super excited for all of you listeners to get to know us and to learn more about the Rodin Fellowship. But before we go any further, it's only right we give a warm welcome and huge thank you to the person that makes all of this possible, Mr. William C. Roden. Mr. Roden, thank you, of course, for selecting us, but also mentoring us as young Black journalists and helping us develop skills so that we can one day be as successful as you. From a fellow Morgan Bear to another, can you please introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, hey, Kayla, uh, fellow fellow Morganite. We're so excited to uh, be with you guys. Man, what a, what a great crew. Uh, you are our... Uh, fifth class of fellows, and uh, the class just keep getting better and better and better. Of course, you got some large uh, shoes to fill. But, you know, uh, you said you thank me, but I just want to acknowledge some people really, 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 really have made this fellowship um, uh, uh, happen. Uh, Of course, you know, John X. Miller, uh, who you guys work with, Um, uh, Josiah, uh, you know, Josiah is is, a one of the, the young editors, lots of energy, who you guys work with, he really makes things happen. Um, uh, of course, Monique Jones, who's our uh, uh, managing editor, who really works closely with you guys. And of course, the great Elizabeth Newman, who uh, is uh, our first, uh, you know, who's a, Roden, uh, who's a Roden Fellows coordinator, who does just a wonderful job. So it really is just a, uh, there she is, she put herself on, on camera. Hey, Elizabeth, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Yeah. So anyway, in, in the two minutes that you guys have allotted to me, I just, <laughs> before, before I, I exit, um, I just want to say what an honor and a privilege it, it is to, to work with you, to have been through the uh, rigorous selection process and um, looking forward to, I, you guys are already cooking. I mean, the stuff that you've produced is great already. Um, you know, two of you, uh, Kayla and Kian, uh, were in New York at the ESPYs, and, and, and Kian was in New York. I've had a chance to uh, go to some NBA playoff games with Kiana, the draft. So it's really been great to uh, get to know you three in person, but I'm really looking forward to getting to know everybody uh, in person, make kind of pop visits, surprise visits to your campuses and uh, hang out with you at some games. So uh, just um, it's really it's really a pleasure and an honor to uh, a, be on this this uh, first recording with you, 
and look forward to this recording being one of the most popular recording on the ESPN radio network. I know you guys are going to work hard to, uh, to make sure that happens. And um, yeah, that's it. Just, uh, man, I'm just very, very pumped up and excited uh, to, um, yeah, to be with you guys and see you guys. And uh, man, we've got, we're going to be doing some really great, great, great and wonderful things. So uh, thank you, Kayla. And, um, you know, uh, let's roll. Yes, thank you for that. So for today's episode, we are focusing on back to school season. As the summer is wrapping up, we are looking forward to sharing our highlights from the summer portion of this fellowship, as well as what we are anticipating for the upcoming school year. Keon, can you tell us what has been your favorite part of the fellowship so far? Man, of course, my favorite part is going to New York to the ESPYs. Uh, had a lot of fun going to, uh, to the ESPYs, met a lot of uh, athletes, professional athletes, uh, met a lot of uh, professional journalists as well. Uh, just going to New York, you know, just being in a city that never sleeps. So it's been, it's been fun. Yeah, I definitely can second that. The ESPYs trip was super exciting and just something I probably would have dreamed of. So to be there was just a really surreal experience. Kiana, can you tell us, since you're from New York, so you were there with us and you got to hang out. So can you tell us about your favorite part of the summer? So far, my favorite part has been just going to these events that I've watched on TV for years and just being there was really a true experience that I'm eternally grateful for. And also just working with the video production team with ESPN Plus, that's also been like a dream come true. So I'm excited to keep working with them too. Yes. And Alexis, I saw you're at the White House. I was definitely jealous. It's super exciting to see all of us doing these cool events and getting some awesome coverage. Can you tell us about that? Um, yeah. So um, each year, you know, whoever wins the Super Bowl, they do a wonderful visit at the White House. They meet the president. Um, so I always read um, that in whatever the local paper is. So, you know, this year it would have been the Tampa Bay Times. So instead of having to be at home, you know, reading it on the Tampa Bay Times, instead I was there to see it live action. Um, also got to see the Tom Brady in person. So that's always been, you know, just such a great experience to see all these things, just like what Kiana said, um, to see everything that we are so used to viewing, you know, secondhand to be right up close um, has definitely been one of the best um, parts of the summer. That's super exciting and we're really only getting started. I think we can all agree that we are super excited to see what else is in store for us as the fellowship goes on. On the other hand, school is starting up soon and we are all coming to terms with classes starting. Personally, I'm pretty excited to be back on campus. As a third year student, I'm graduating early, so I've really only been on campus for one full semester and half of my spring semester. I'm honestly still waiting on the full HBCU experience. Calvin, can you let us know how you feel about the school year coming up? Are you excited? Are you a little bit apprehensive? What are your thoughts? Um, so I guess this topic really hits home to me because unfortunately um, I caught COVID around graduation time. And unfortunately with that, I had a hospital stay for a month, which caused me to really go up and down with my experience on COVID. So it hits a little home. Um, I will say this. If we were still kind of with the Wuhan variant, I would kind of feel a little bit safe. I'm excited because at, at that time, the vaccine was to fix that issue. Um, now, currently, we see in the news um, that there are other variants going on for it. Um, and it's, in my opinion, it's unsafe for students to come back on campus um, because you can't expect which the country is having a hard time keeping people with masks and the whole vaccine is everybody's personal choice, but at least everybody can wear a mask. Um, and there's a hesitancy there. So I can't expect for someone that's new on campus to follow those, you know, 
I guess, um, suggestions from the CDC um, and do that while having a fun time in social distancing. Um, that's just impossible. Um, we all come from big HBCUs that have big events. Um, and outside of the students, you have the city itself and other alumni that come in. And there's too many other factors that you can't keep to ensure that people are safe. Um, and I'm not looking forward to this at all. Yes. Yeah, so are you fully vaccinated and is your campus requiring the vaccine? Um, so, yes, I am fully vaccinated after my unfortunate situation. However, with FAMU, what they are doing is um, we they're not requiring it. But our university at the time when the pandemic started, we were one of three HBCUs that had testing on campus. Howard was one of them. And it was another school around the Mississippi area that I can't. I can't. Oh, it's A&T. They go. Lexus is holding it down for A&T. Um, so, you know, we're one of three schools that had that funding from the state and the government to hold testing. Um, so that's kind of the only, I guess, precaution that probably rolled over from last year is to encourage students to get tested, but it's not mandatory. OK, that's interesting, because at Morgan, I know it's required to come back to campus to have the vaccine. I personally had COVID back in February, which was just the worst. I got it from softball. So that was just really unfortunate. But yeah, I definitely think that there's been a lot of controversy with requiring the vaccine to return back to campus. Does anyone have any thoughts on that? Um, I would just say as far as being a testing site, um, it was really nice to see um, young people being a part of the change and what's going on with the pandemic and kind of, you know, to a certain extent, um, taking matters into our own hands. Um, the way ANC kind of delegated the testing center and also the vaccine, um, we also have a vaccine site on campus now. Um, a part of our health center is dedicated to different Greensboro citizens can come and get the vaccine. And um, the school has actually hired um, hired some students and also some students have volunteered um, to work at the um, vaccination center and also help giving COVID tests. So it's really nice to see um, A&T students getting involved in what's going on in the pandemic instead of, you know, just being passive citizens. And also majority of the people in my immediate social group have done their, you know, obligations to get the vaccine. Um, so, you know, it's just really nice to see people in the Greensboro community and also A&T students getting involved where they can as far as stopping the pandemic. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Sarah, do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, so at Howard, they're actually requiring us to have the vaccine in order to go back and especially to live in the dorms. And for me, I really think that that's something that's going to keep a lot of students safe because we know, you know, we've kind of been locked up for a long time. People are going to want to be around other people. And I feel like it's going to be really difficult to maintain social distancing while on campus and especially while in classrooms. So I think that it's a good thing that vaccines are required, especially for people who are going to be living in the dorms. But I also do kind of understand why some people are feeling like they have their rights being taken away from them because they can't participate in certain things unless they have the vaccine. You know, people have their reasoning for not trusting the vaccine or for not choosing to inject the vaccine into their own bodies. So I understand where people would feel like their rights are being taken away, but I personally am vaccinated. And I think that people have the right to choose what they want to do with their bodies. But I also think that it's important that we stay safe and we remain cognizant of the fact that COVID is spreading at rapid rates. Just because people are getting vaccinated, that hasn't stopped 
other variants from coming out or it hasn't stopped people from still getting sick or unfortunately people dying. So I think that it's important to keep students safe while they're on campus. Yeah, I definitely have to second that and kind of just going off what you said. I really understand why the black community kind of has this like distrust with the vaccine. And I definitely think that's valid, but definitely gets to a point where I feel like I'm a huge advocate for the vaccine and just getting vaccinated and protecting yourself, protecting your community. As a student athlete, definitely I got COVID from athletics. So I kind of see how it spreads. I definitely just think it's important to try and protect ourselves and other people at our university. And I feel like growing up, even in elementary school, like vaccinations were required for a lot of things. So this isn't the first time that a vaccine has been required. So it's kind of odd to see that controversy when this isn't the first time it's happened. So Calvin, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think one of the things that I'm generally concerned about as we're talking about um, the vaccination is um, from the athletic standpoint, um, because we all go to major universities that thrive off of athletics, the band culture, um, whether your, your university is known for football or basketball. Um, I can kind of speak on my campus with FAMU. We're a pretty big football program. And um, I'm generally concerned for the, popu the population as a whole um, because you can't it, it'll be too strenuous on the university to first care about the students and then the fans that are in the seats the marching band members, as well as players that are playing in the game, um, because we know with what's been going on in the news, regardless if you do have the vaccine, you can still catch COVID. Um, the vaccine is just um, to basically protect you that you don't die from the symptoms. Um, so that's another aspect that I would hope that universities probably have a better plan for currently right now. And I know even on our campus, um, there are rumors that we're going to cancel homecoming. Um, it's not True yet, but the way Florida is and we're epicenter and we got this big game going on against Jackson State and Miami with the epicenter and roll allowed just coming. I generally really don't see, at least for FAMU and really majority of the SWAC schools, that there will be a 100% healthy football season without a team or players catching COVID just because um, this new variant now, it, it's a lot more easy to transfer and catch. Yeah, so I heard you, Calvin, say homecoming, and I'm like, of course, we have to talk about that. So does anyone have any thoughts on their homecoming? Do they know if their homecoming is happening, if the vaccine is required to attend? Does anyone know? I know Hampton, we're having a homecoming as of right now, but I, I don't know how I feel about having a homecoming because there's just going to be so many people who want to come from different places. We don't know where they're coming from. And the main priority it should be the safety of the students. So these people will come in and we don't know who's vaccinated and who's not. And I think that's kind of unsafe and unfair to us because we've been waiting to come back to school. And I think it should just really kind of be a little bit closed off to the public and other people if they're going to have huge events like that. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think homecoming can still be just as fun with your school and the community on campus. And it definitely kind of minimizes that risk of exposing yourself to outside people and COVID-19. So any other thoughts on that? Um, I would also add that I think that, you know, all of our universities are trying really hard to control what's going on with homecoming, but I feel like it's really down to the students and the alumni to do the right thing, because just like this past um, 
this past school year um, with COVID, um, my school, we still had homecoming, which, you know, most people know we refer to as GHO, um, greatest homecoming on earth. But it's just like, you know, we are expecting all these things from the university, but the university canceled our homecoming game. They canceled all homecoming activities, but everyone was still having events. Everyone was still having parties. Alumni were still, you know, getting their Airbnbs a month in advance and all of that. Nothing really changed. So I feel like the school can only do but so much, but I feel like if we really want to stop the spread and finally um, get back to, you know, how we all remember HBCU homecoming, I think it's really going to be up to students and alumni to do the right thing and just stay at home. Yeah, I agree. So I know most of us are returning to campus. Sarah, you're staying remote. Can you tell us a little bit about that and your decision? Yeah, so I'm staying remote mainly because of the fact that I have all of my courses online still. So I just didn't really feel like there was a need for me to go back to campus. But also, I do want to stay as safe as possible, because even if I did return to campus, I didn't really plan on participating in too much just because of the fact that COVID is still running rampant. And I definitely want to make sure that I'm safe and that my loved ones are safe. So I just made this kind of sad decision to stay back at home. But I know that it's definitely for the best. And I definitely feel like if there are opportunities for people to kind of lessen the amount of people on campus and people are okay with staying at home the way that I'm okay with just staying at home, then I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, Like Alexis was saying, it's kind of up to the students to do whatever it is that we can do to kind of lessen the spread of COVID on our own campuses. So if staying at home because I have online classes will help make sure that COVID is not spread around on Howard's campus quickly, then that's something that I'm willing to do for sure. Okay. And Keon, I know you have something to say. So can you let us know what you were thinking about COVID on your campus? Yes. Uh, for us, you know, uh, we're, we're having a homecoming. And, uh, you know, as a member of Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, we're still like preparing for our tent for the tailgates and stuff and preparing for uh, step shows still. Uh, so we're trying to make best, I believe, the way they're doing the step step shows this year is we're going to record it and everyone be able to see it on YouTube instead of being a live show. But we're still trying to make best of what we have. But uh, I know one thing we're telling uh, our brothers to uh, be vaccinated and if they can't, um, or we connect with our brothers that can help them get vaccinated. So that's one thing we've been talking about among each other. Okay, so I know we kind of quickly went over our favorite parts of what we did this summer for the fellowship. It's super exciting. I think with COVID coming up, we don't really know what the future holds and what projects we'll be working on. Kiana, I know you do a lot with video. Can you tell us what you're working on coming up? Yeah, so right now I'm actually working on my first video project. I'll be doing a piece on the Hip Hop Museum in the Bronx for the upcoming um They just passed a bill, the Senate, for August 11th to be recognized as Hip Hop Celebration Day. So I'm doing a piece on that. And I'm I'm really excited only because it's a little bit last minute. And I'm excited to just show what I can do when the time is, when the pressure is put on me. And just show everybody that this is something that I want to do and I'm really passionate about. So I'm excited for that. And I'm also excited to produce and direct for the first time with a camera crew. And yeah, I think it'll be a good experience for me. 
Yeah, I definitely think that's one of the good parts of this fellowship. We all have different interests and different skills and like bringing that together. It's really cool to see how we can all contribute and work together for the undefeated. So we're going to wrap up this podcast with the HBCU athlete of the week. And I know Calvin can take care of this one. So Calvin, take it away. Well, it, I am Calvin Sykes, your HBCU football enthusiast. So here we starting off. So marching band, scorching sounds of your favorite tailgate, tailgate food, um, seasoning young alumni of your favorite historically black colleges, reminiscing over their favorite memories of the quad. Well, good news, folks, we'll be able to experience that. HBCU football is back. It's only fair to start with the first HBCU game of the football season, the Mac, the MIAC and SWAC Challenge. It'll feature stops from ESPN First Take and College Game Day um, during before the game. Now, the game will feature Alcorn State and North Carolina Central. And by far, I think the HBCU athlete of the week, athlete of the week, should go to Phoenix Harper. Um, since he took on the reins in 2018. Um, he had an accomplished career thus far with accolades of the 2019 HBCU All-American, 2019 SWAC First Team, fourth in FCS passing touchdowns, seventh in all-time touchdowns. Harper's only Achilles heel in his career was he was not able to be former MEAC for North Carolina A&T in the Celebration Bowl. Now, the Alcorn Knights sat out of the spring season and some SWAC fans um, feel that Alabama State, you know, Alabama a and my fault, um, got lucky because Alcorn was not competing. This argument holds some weight, and our Alcorn has completed in the SWAC championship game from 2019 to 20, 2014 to 2019. Out of the six championship games, and Alcorn has won four. So let's give it up to Felix Harper as our first HBCU athlete of the week for the 2021-2022 athletic calendar. So as Roden Fellows, of course, we are all aspiring young sports journalists, and that means that we have some big career goals and things we are hopeful, hopeful to accomplish. Alexis, can you start us off by telling us what your goal, goals are as a Roden Fellow, as a sports journalist? Um, so I would say, you know, some short term goals are to really sharpen up my writing skills and also um, my efficiency, you know, with journalism, our turnaround times are sometimes two hours after the event. Sometimes it can be like we are writing while we're at the event. So I feel like the more efficient I become with my writing skills, um, the more helpful I will be to any type of publication that, desire, that decides to hire me um, post-graduation. I would say long term, I'm really looking forward to being an NBA reporter um, in the television sector, just really getting my face out there, really getting to network with different people. Um, and really just, you know, I really want to do it for, you know, the young girl that is watching the games at home with their dad, like I used to. Because um, back when we used to watch the game, there was no Malika Andrews, there was no Stephanie Wrighty, there was no Sage. Um, so really just, you know, to be a face for that young girl that's watching games at home with her dad, um, with NBA. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing that long term. So I kind of think, you know, Kiana's goals are a little bit different than mine, but I feel like they're, you know, just as high. So Kiana, what would you say um, your career goals are? Right now, I'm hoping to just sharpen up my producing skills and just become better with my video editing and even learn how to take on the role of being a director since I've never had that experience. So I'm really excited to do that as of right now. But in the future, I'm hoping that I'll be able to just produce for any publication that takes me. And I'm also hoping to be able to sharpen my writing skills because it's not always just about, you know, producing videos. I have to be able to do both to be a well-rounded journalist. And 
also to just help you guys um, with your video skills, whatever you need. I'm always here to help you guys. So I'm hoping to do that for you guys too. And I know um, Keon, we both go to the same school and I know we'll be interacting with each other a lot. So please tell me what are some of the, your goals for this pro program? Well, my goal, of course, my one of my goals is just to perfect my writing, to continue to get better, be more diverse in my writing, you know, be able to write any type of story, uh, where it's about golf to the next album that's coming out. Uh, I like to talk about entertainment uh, from music to sports. So I really want to be a reporter, a staff writer, and talk about culture, music, and sports and entertainment. So that's always been my goal to uh, do stuff like that and uh, eventually be a sideline reporter one day, uh, someone like David uh, Algrich one day, uh, one of my favorite black uh, sideline reporters. So, yes. And Calvin, I know you said that you are an HBCU football enthusiast. Can you tell us more about your career goals? Um, well, ultimately, I would like to become the number one HBCU sports reporter. Um, so it's just covering the sport itself, then the personal interest stories, not on each perspective campus, um, and really take my time to become a historian of the sport, as well as whatever is going on on different campuses to be able to write about that and, and, um, break, and break the news first. That's awesome. Yeah, I would definitely say that my aspirations are just to be a content creator, whether that means writing an article or posting an Instagram story or making a video for YouTube. I definitely like making content for all platforms and working with the Rodin Fellowship has definitely given me the opportunity to do that. I also want to give a shout out to Sarah. I've seen your articles. You're doing great work and you've posted a lot. So good job. But we are just going to wrap up this week's episode. That's all for today. And for our audience, thank you for listening to the Rodin Fellows podcast. This show is produced by Sarah Jones Smith. I, Kayla Sweezy, have been your host with the help of all the Rodin Fellows as co-hosts. Special thanks to Tariqa foster Brasby and the ESPN Digital Audio content team. Get all of the HBCU 468 podcasts by subscribing to the Undefeated on the Listen tab of the ESPN app. Make sure to join us next time for another HBCU podcast. And don't forget to make the Undefeated your go-to site for a soulful look at sports and entertainment. Have a great week, everyone.